Welcome to the Impact Show. Beyond training, beyond practice, this is the podcast for strength and conditioning coaches, sport coaches, personal trainers, and sports fitness entrepreneurs who want to increase the impact they have on the people around them. And now, here's your host, coach, author, and entrepreneur, Jim Kilbasso. Welcome to the Impact Show podcast, my friends. This is Jim Kilbasso. I'm the host of the Impact Show, and today is episode number one. And I've got a great guest on with us, but before I get into that, I want to thank our sponsor, the IYCA, the International Youth Conditioning Association. So, uh, this is a group that I've been involved with for several years, and I, I helped write one of their certifications, and I've spoken at their conferences and clinics and gotten to know them quite well. Their their goal is to impact one million uh, young athletes through coaching education, and it's something that aligns perfectly with this show. They've done some really cool things for us, uh, for you, our listeners, by putting some free information on my website, jimkilbasso.com. So I encourage you to jump on jimkilbasso.com, find the banners on the front page that take you to um, different uh, free speed training tips and free mental toughness um, a free mental toughness course and jump in there, grab that stuff from them. And I think you're really going to like it. You can also jump on their website, um, IYCA.com and grab any one of their certifications for 30% off using a special code JK30. All right, now let's get into the show. Today, I have a guy who's been a friend of mine for a long time. He's a coach first uh, he is an entrepreneur second. He's the host of the Iron Game Chalk Talk podcast, and all of his stuff is at ronmckeefrey.com. In this episode, Ron's going to really get into how he shows uh, he shows his athletes how he cares, and Ron is a guy who is really making a difference in the strength and conditioning world. So let's jump right into this conversation with my friend and Eastern Michigan head strength and conditioning coach, Ron McKeefrey. Ron McKeefrey, it is so good to be sitting here with you right now and uh, be able to share some of your thoughts. What I really want to focus on with you today is some of the impact uh, that you've made with some of your athletes and the people around you. Um, tell me, tell me about a time in your career where you know you've made a significant impact on a kid. Yeah, man. Well, uh, well first, let me say just how appreciative I am of, of you having me on the show, man. I'm, oh. I'm fired up for you. And, My pleasure. And we are, and we're good friends. And I think most people that know us both know that. But um, what a what an awesome thing that you got going on here. And I really, I mean, I mean that. And, uh, you know, I've said this before, but, um, and I've told a lot of people, but maybe not everybody knows it, but you inspired me on this oh, and you, that. you, you actually came up with the whole idea years ago for me to have Jim and then kind of have that as a hub <laughs> and, uh, and then do some branch off some things. And it's taken me probably three or four years to get, to get any of that done. But that was it's always you know, the case. Yeah, I know. But you, you know, you came up with that and I really appreciate it. And, and your podcast, Iron Game Chalk Talk, um, also was part of the inspiration for doing this. And for anybody who hasn't been 
checking out Iron Game Chalk Talk. If you are a strength and conditioning coach or in the fitness industry at all, Ron interviews some of the top people in the profession and um, not only the top people that everybody knows, but you find people who are great at what they do, but aren't out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the time writing and speaking and, and there's some fantastic stuff in there. So guys listening, um, if you haven't checked out Ron's Iron Game Chalk Talk, uh, go to iTunes, plug that in right now and, and start downloading that stuff. Too. Well, that's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I mean, we're sitting here, we're just talking, we've been talking, we, we, we've been talking for about two hours and we, we're finally, finally hit record, hit record, but <laughs> The, uh, I don't, I don't know if I have a story right off the top of my head where I, I know I made an impact. I think, you know, we all get into this profession as coaches to do that very thing, you know, and, and, and mostly because somebody probably along the line, probably a coach made that kind of impact on us as yeah. we're, as we're coming through. Um, the story that comes to mind is actually one where I didn't think that I made an impact. I didn't think that I had, uh, reached a kid and, mm-hmm. um, and it was really hard. I mean, because that's, I mean, you put so much time and effort and passion into to doing that very thing. Yeah. And uh, and so, we had a kid at, at University of South Florida when I was there. And uh, this kid was very talented. He, he was a JUCO transfer, very talented player for us. Um, and, you know, had a drug problem, had, you know, really didn't, was not equipped well for college, really didn't have the social skills to... Uh, and the internal discipline to, to, to have success, not just in, on, on the field, but, uh, in life. And, yeah. um, and, and so as somebody that prided himself on getting into this, into this profession, not only for the wins and losses, but for reaching kids like that, because my own experience was not, it was similar to that where I didn't have, you know, a lot of support and, you know, was around a lot of bad things and, and was mm-hmm. able to, you know, through coaches and mm-hmm. through the game, kind of put myself in a better position, uh, that was tough for me to deal. And so this kid, you know, you know, lots of stories, but we were oil and water now, you know, yeah. we were oil and water while he was there. And I was consistently, I was consistently giving him the same message, which was get your life together so that you can be a success after football mm-hmm. and, uh, not feel like it's sunken at all. And so this kid shows up to his pro day high as a kite late, Oh, you know, we, we'd already oh, called the man. names and he'd missed his name called and, you know, came in and looked like, uh-huh. you know, you, you wouldn't even believe and uh, shows up and, and I threw him out, you know, and I told him, you know, it, it, I wasn't going to let him come in. Well, at that time, we didn't have a whole lot of NFL players. And for, we had- for, the, for those of you who are listening right now who don't know what an NFL pro day is, that is um, – most college athletes one chance to work out in front of NFL scouts. That's right. You know, a couple hundred guys get invited to the NFL combine. Everyone else gets to work out for scouts who come around to each school. Um, every winter they do this and you get one shot and it's essentially, uh, any football player's biggest job interview. Yeah. Biggest interview so, of life. so to screw that up, I mean, that's like showing up for, you know, a, a huge interview if you're uh, just coming out of college and you're high and you're late. Like, so, you're so not going to get that job. That's exactly right. All right so, didn't yeah. interrupt. No, and you're right. And, and, and it's, you know, and for what the kid says was his, his goal in life. His goal in life was to go to the NFL. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, and, and so you're really frustrated. And, and long story short, the head coach let him back into the workout. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of went through the, the you know, went through the, the, the activities in the weight room and then we went to the field. Mm-hmm. Well, in between that time, 
and walk into the field. Somehow he found a little Chihuahua dog. <laughs> walks to the walks to the field. He's got a Chihuahua dog. He's barefoot. He's got a Chihuahua dog in one hand. He's got a blow up bowl of water missing the water in the other hand. And he walks around to the NFL scouts and he says, you know, do you have any water for my dog? And what? No shoes, no cleats, borrows a pair of cleats, <laughs> gets up on the line, does a tuck jump and says, let's go get this money and, and runs a four, three, nine, 40 at the, at the corner. <laughs> so very, very talented kid, you know? And so like, I, I mean, like this is the last time I'm freaking, I'm, I'm pissed, but it's also the last time I'm going to have to deal with this kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I just, it was one of those times where you kind of put up a, a freaking, a, a chalk mark in the loss column. And you're like, man, I just, I just didn't get it done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fast forward three years later. Um, well, it was probably a little bit longer than that, but he was, he, he was drafted and he, he had maybe one or two years with, with an NFL organization and, and, uh, but, but washed out like mm-hmm. you would expect, yeah. you know, and, uh, basically is faced because of a court issue with go to the Marine Corps or, um, go to jail. And so, you know, lost touch with the guy. Yeah. A little bit, you know, and, and, uh, all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm in my office, I'm in between workouts and here's this freaking stud that walks in and dressed blues, dressed Marine blues with a freaking tear in his eye oh my and gives me a big hug. And he's like, man, coach Mac, you're the, you're the only person that wouldn't put up with my crap, oh. you know, and that's not the word he used, but that's, yeah. but that's what he said. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you're like, that's, man, that's, that's, that's emotional. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can barely say it without getting a tear in my eye. Now, I mean, I, I feel that the same way too. And anybody you know, listening is probably feeling the exact same way. So, you know, the, the, the lesson there and the biggest takeaway is like, you're, 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 you're sowing seeds every single day. Yeah. And, you that's, know, you, that's awesome. you have to, you have to, to know and stay the course and, 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 and know that you're doing things the right way. And where, you know, maybe when you and I first got in the profession, Jim, I mean, like you felt like in those four years, you were going to finally be able to reach that kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like that. And I still do to, to, a lot of, to, to a large extent, but, um, but anymore, it's like, sometimes you don't get it quite in four years. You know, but, but now it's, it's, it's like eventually those, 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 those values and those lessons that you've instilled, you know, they're going to be carried, they're going to be carried along. And, um, and so sometimes it's frustrating. There's plenty of frustrating days as a coach, but, Mm -hmm. um, but you're also going to, you know, it is going to pay dividends as you go. You know, so you, through that story, what essentially the essence of it is, is, what an impact you can make on a kid simply by holding them accountable and staying consistent with them where that's hard. Absolutely. I mean, just like being a parent, it's, it's a lot of coaching is being like a parent right? and it's much easier as a coach to just let stuff go eventually and let the kid wear you down. And yeah, then the kid may stop being, you know, such an annoyance because you're letting things go, but they're not going to appreciate it. Right. And I think I've, I've heard that from other kids that I've worked with, that you've worked with, that that's something that they really appreciate is you're really hard on them, but you're very consistent and you're very fair. Right. And, you know, in today's day and age, I don't think a lot of kids get that. Right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely. You know, I think one of, one of the things that I'll, I'll talk with my staff quite a bit about, but the, the art of having difficult conversations is a lost art. 
you know, and, you know, and so like if you're a man or a woman of principle and values and, and belief system and you, you hold true to that, you know, and you, and you're just, you're, you're, you're either raised or you just have that personal conviction about yourself, then it's not so hard. You know, yeah, like, you, yeah. you, I, like I, I look around and I just see like some of the things you're talking about with people letting people get away for things and do all that. And I'm just like, why, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever do that? Yeah. You know, for the very reason that, you know, now when you do that, athletes will look at that as a sign of weakness. For sure. And then they'll get you know, away with, they, they know they can get away with anything. And they, and, and you become now, but your temperament and your mood becomes the barometer for the situation yeah. versus, you know, if you're consistent, they know. I think, you know, one of the things that I'll tell recruits when they, when they come on campus is that, you know, um, well, two things we tell them that, you know, I, I care about them more as a person than I do as a player mm-hmm. and that we, we're always going to have a relentless pursuit of continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. But, but what I tell them is the reason why I t- chose being a strength and conditioning coach and why I love being a strength and conditioning coach is it's, it's a laboratory for life. I mean, every single day yeah, you yeah. walk in and you, and you have a, you have a, you have an idea, you have a goal, you have, you, you, you have a concept of what's about to happen, but then all of a sudden you get smacked in the face with a tough workout, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, you know, now you have to deal with adversity and you have to deal with success and you have to work as a team and you have to create energy when there's none. And, and, and what, what a better, it's a microcosm of life. What a better laboratory for developing the skill set that you need to be success after sport yeah. by doing that each and every day, you know? And so why would you ever compromise those, those skill those, yeah. those values um, to not reinforce that for their entire life? I can tell you why, because it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to do that. And, right. and but that, that's what has separated you, I believe, uh, and allowed you to make such a big impact on a lot of kids' lives. So when you're coaching and you're running a session, you know, you're, all the kids around, you're probably constantly looking for those kind of things to, to kind of talk to a kid about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm guessing you can tell me like, do you, do you say things behind the scenes, you know, trying to encourage a kid to step up and be a leader or, um, you know, some positive encouragement for a kid who's, you know, going through a hard time. I think a lot of coaches believe that, all you do is you go out and you teach kids how to squat and then you get them to the squat more when you're walking around the room or during a conditioning session, are you looking at more than that? Right. Yeah. I think, I think I, I would go back a little bit further than even the session. I say it would start with your, your meetings with the athletes. I think, you know, okay. even now so many people don't, don't have those initial meetings before yeah. training phase For sure. about, you know, and I, I call them their why meetings. And there's a, there's a great book, start with why by yeah. Simon Sinek. And, and, you know, there's a good Ted talk on it and all yeah. that, but, um, but we call it their why meeting. And so when you really get down to the core of why they do what they do, maybe this is their only escape. Maybe this is the only way that they see that they have a future. This is maybe they just love being around people mm-hmm. and, and interacting with people. And when you find out what their why is, and then you know, you know, the buttons to push mm-hmm. in that training session, you know, and so just going up to a guy and maybe, you know, you think his why is like, I want to be the freaking, I want to go to the NFL. And you walk up and you say, yeah, well, that, that, that bench press right there is not going to get you to the NFL. It doesn't resonate with him. Right. You know, it has absolutely, he's like, okay, so what? I don't care. I don't want to go to the NFL. You know, who cares? You know, but if you know what their why is, you know, then you find that, you know, those little buttons, those hot buttons to push as you're walking around the room. And so 
some people n- like the public challenge. They like the freaking limelight. They like the audit, the audience and the freaking gladiator style deal. So I mean, that group, you're freaking, you're blowing the whistle and you're getting everybody around when he's about to squat backs and, and you're freaking, you know, like you're, you're being loud when you're talking to the guys mm-hmm. and it brings attention. Then there's some guys that like, they, they don't like that at all. You know, they right. don't like that attention and they, and they, you know, but they, they want to know somebody cares about them, yeah. you know? So you, you put your arm around that guy, you know? And so there's moments like that in every lift and every session where, you know, like, you know, it's almost like being, you know, like being a CEO. I mean, you, you're as a head strength coach now, I wish, I wish I just focused on one guy or a, a small group at a rack. And it's like, man, I just love training, you right. know? And right. I, it's like, man, that that rack right there is going to be the freaking best rack and yeah. instead I'm having to run the room, you know? And so what I try to do as a, as a strength coach that runs the room. And I think a lot of people that are listening to this might be, a, you know, might be a coach that's running their team through and yeah, this it might be have a, to be just strength and conditioning. Yeah. It could it, be a sport. Yeah. Practice, or this could be yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I try to find uh, touch points with every single person that's in the room, you know? And so that touch point may be me putting my arm around them. Mm-hmm. This t- that touch point might be freaking play boxing with somebody. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, cracking on this guy and it might be, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, pulling, you know, telling this guy to come meet me after the lift so we can talk about home situation or whatever. Yeah. But I find touch points with every single guy mm-hmm. as I'm going through the room. And by doing that, when you know, when they know that you care about them more as a person than as a player, um, then asking them to do things that are uncomfortable, which people don't want to do in this society. Yeah. Um, you can do, you can ask that you, you, you've been given that permission. Yeah. So, all right, the, the, Simon, the Simon Sinek book is an absolute must read, or if you're not a big reader, at least go check out the TED Talk. Yeah. But it's a pretty complicated topic to even figure out what your own why is. Sure. I mean, I, I know that I've spent a lot of time, you know, just um, thinking about really what my why is. And it took me a while to figure it out for myself. How do you, in a player meeting, um, figure out what a kid's why is? What, do you, what kind of questions do you ask? Yeah, I would recommend I would recommend another book that that would help me answer that question. Okay. Is, is um, Chip and Dan Heath, and they have uh, a book called Decisive. You know, and and um, you know, and the example in the book is they talk about these doctors that would go into Africa, and you know, they would they would go around and they would, you know, they would try all the things that they thought would work, you know, and they would fail, you know, mm-hmm. but the one that went in that was like, you know, just watched and saw where the bright spots were and what the things that were working were. Um, or the ones that had the most success. And so sometimes what you have to do is you, you, A, I think you have to identify the bright spots. You have to, what's, what's working for you? What do you, what do you enjoy about being here? You know, so is it like, you know, what was the, what's the most fun that you've had as a football player on campus? Hmm. They may say it's going and playing freaking laser tag, or it might be, mm-hmm. you know, that freaking come from behind win, or it mm-hmm. might be the freaking 300 yard shuttle that we do in the summer, whatever it is. And, you know, Probably, that kind of that kind of helps. Most of them don't like the three hundred yard shuttle. As You'd be surprised, though. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, that's the thing. It's like the things you the things you never think um, are are the you know that 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 resonate with people. Somebody or throws it out there. Yeah, somebody throws it out there. Okay. I think the other thing is is uh, you know you take away what their dream is. You know, and so like most of these guys, I mean, I I gave a, a you know I've. I've done, I do it verbally now, but I used to do it as a written test. And it's like, okay, do you see yourself as an NFL football player? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, at, at South Florida one year, we had 105 guys, 104 of them said that they were an NFL football player, which is not the statistics, obviously. Right. right? <laughs> and, uh, and then the one guy that didn't ended up being a draft pick. So it's, it's usually how it happens. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what do you mean you take but, away? So I take away the NFL. I take away football. Okay. okay. If you're not a football player, okay. if yeah. you could not, you know, if you could not do that, what that would you way. do? Yeah. You know, and so like, I want to teach or I want to, you know, I want to protect. I want to be an officer. I want to, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. so educating or protecting or, mm-hmm. you know, or taking care of or, or, you know, you start to find those types of things um, are, the, are, are great. And then I think the last thing that, you know, that I do in those meetings is I ask what's, what's been the most challenging thing in their life that they've ever dealt with, hmm. you know? And, you know, sometimes you'd be surprised. I mean, you want to talk about a crazy oh, yeah. uh, experience is going through and asking those guys that. And it's like, man, yeah, I saw my freaking, I had a player that, you know, watched his dad shoot his mom and then shoot himself right in front of him, oh, you know, God. and yeah. grew up in a foster home. And this kid, you like, I mean, he's a doctor now. Oh, you would have awesome. never, you would have never thought, you know, just happy go lucky, freaking smile on his face. You would have never thought that this guy grew up that way, yeah. you know, but, and I would have never probably found that out had I not asked him, what's the most challenging thing you ever gone through, yeah. you know? And so when you do those things, you know, then you start to find out at the core, what is important to them. And, and then you can help counsel, not just from a, from an athletic standpoint, but from a, from a life standpoint. And my biggest thing is that when you create life experiences for guys, um, they hold you in a different light, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, you know, last year we took our team we went to the sand dunes. I think. Yeah. We yeah, took yeah. them up to Warren dunes, stand, the sand, you know, so for, for about 25 guys on our roster, they had never seen a great lake before. Yeah. You know, that was only the second time in my life. I was just going to say, have you lake. ever? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it's like. If you've never experienced this, again, if you're listening to this and you've never experienced the great lakes and some of the sand dunes, it is something. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. And uh, I think you guys went up and down the one of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The biggest one, the most challenging one. Which is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it sucked. But it, it was fun. really hard, <laughs> you know, and it was we beautiful have, at the same time. But we have a, we have a kid. I mean, the prime example, we have a kid from inner city in Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, who like you would never think would, would, would enjoy that. Yeah. And like every single day, this kid asked me when we're going back every that's, single day. That's you awesome. Know? And, um, and so it's things like that, 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 you know, you find those things out, you create some life experiences for people. And all of a sudden now when you, it's, it's when you're asking them to give you another sprint, Yeah, it's not the guy that's being a jerk with the whistle saying, do it. It's the guy that like, man, this guy cares about me. And he know he thinks that the sprint's going to help me. And he took me somewhere. Yeah. And, yeah. He and believes in me. Something. Yeah. You know, and, um, and he's investing in me. You know, I, I firmly believe in that kind of stuff too. I remember I took our basketball team canoeing once and two guys fell in and we were in a river in Michigan and they thought they were sharks. And I just was cracking up laughing, but they talk about it. I mean, like I've talked to some of these guys, this is now like going back 15, 20 years. Right. They'll say, still like, remember. I remember when you took us canoeing. I remember when we held that candle in the locker room and mm-hmm. like they, that's the kind of stuff that they remember. Right. Um, when you're there. So you took these guys and, and you did that kind of stuff. I think that a lot of people, um, they see somebody do an experience, like a, another coach, or they see it on TV and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have, you know, do something like this with our kids. What did you do to make that mem- more memorable? Did you talk about it with them? Um, or was it just simply just having the experience? Yeah, I think, I think sharing with your guys, um, your humanity, mm-hmm. I think is an important, important thing as well. Because, oh, yeah. you know, like when I, you know, when I, uh, 
go to a conference and I, and you know, or I'm about to go to a conference. I'm about to speak. I'm like, look, man, I'm going to, I'm going to California and I'm bragging on you guys. That's what I'm doing for the next freaking 24 hours. I'm going out there. I'm going to, A, I'm going to get better because I'm going to go listen to X, Y, and Z speaker. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about this. B, I'm going to brag on you guys, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to find something that I can come back and bring us, make us better. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking away my weekend to go give to you, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and myself, you know, and, and, um, when you do that and you open up, you know, your, your humanity to these athletes, um, they think they, 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 they think it's cool. So, you know, for, to answer your question, I think, you know, yeah, I'm not opposed. If I see a great idea on YouTube or, or something like that, yeah. you know, I think it's, I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, I'll come back and I'll be, I'll be completely like, hey, look, this is something that I saw. I think it was a freaking great idea. I think it was something that we might benefit from. What do you all think? You know, yeah. get some buy-in and, and then we roll. Um, but I also think this, I think most of those moments happen organically, you know? And so like, you know, we're, you know, what I challenge our staff on is, you know, we, we go three weeks of loading and then we kind of have an unload week. And in that unload week, we always, we do a special workout. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes that could be, you know, me put on a, a, a Friday the 13th mask, you know, Jason mask and scaring mm -hmm. the guys as they get out of, out of the car and mm -hmm. doing kind of a, whatever kind of, you yeah. know, theme to work out that way. Or it could be going to Warren Dorn Dune state park or, you know, uh, we, we've gone and we've shut down a, a, a hill before and, and ran hills in, on a road and mm. in the middle of town before, you mm. know, things like that. Um, I, I think you, you just what we do with our staff is is I try not to do the same thing twice. Yeah. You know, um, we try to do we, we challenge ourselves as a staff to try to be as creative as we can and come up with something that's unique. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we, and we just try to, we, we, we try to experience that with our players. I mean, we, we jump in with them, we do it with them, you know, and, and, uh, I think it's, I think just by doing that, I think it becomes the organic part becomes like when you're sitting at the top of a dune and you're like, nobody thought about what they're going to say, but all of a sudden you get up there and it's like, everybody's gassed. Yeah. And somebody's like, man, this is what we need to be doing. To, you know, this is uh, something great comes out in those moments. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take your advice and you told me to keep these conversations short. Um, but I'm pretty sure I could sit here for another hour and a half Absolutely. talking about this stuff. No question. Um, but it seems like the takeaways here from you on, uh, you know, and kind of making an impact on people is being consistent, um, and fair with people. Um, you, you talked about, you know, giving them experiences. And really, I thought the, you didn't talk about a whole lot, but showing them that you're a human being, right. I think is a huge part of coaching and training. And a lot of times we get sucked into being the person that's constantly talking at right. kids. And when they can, you know, it doesn't have to be in the middle of a, of a lift. You don't have to show them that. But yeah, in your office, when kids come in, let them know that, yeah, you're not perfect either and, right. and that you've got your own things. I think that means a ton to people. Absolutely. And, and and honestly, I think that that's one of the things that's made you so likable in this profession is that people, when they know you, when they get to know you, they they get to know you. Right. You, know, you, you let them see, you know. Your I, I, I expose everything yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, all the fleas and all the successes. And I mean, even in your book, um, CEO Strength Coach, which – uh, again, if you haven't picked up a copy of that and you're in this profession, you're, you know, I don't know what you're doing. You got, you're missing out on something. So you got to pick that Appreciate up. That. But the beginning of that book was all about your life. Yep. And 
and that was that really struck me because you never see that in any other strength and conditioning books. It's all science. It's all you know, real straightforward. And you came at it from like here. Here's my story. Right. And I, I thought that was really that was really cool. The rest of the book was great, but that like that opening to me was like this is very different. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think you got to share your challenges. And uh, and one thing I didn't mention that I would remiss if I didn't is. Um, you know, like I share my family with our kids. I mean, this is a, this, you know, and so yeah. like it, here it's a little bit different because my family, we're, we're, we're living in two places and I, I, I share that struggle with our kids, you know, because I have a, I have a, an autistic daughter that it's a challenge to, with the schooling system and this, that, and the other, but, yeah. um, but like when they come up, you know, they, I mean, they totally immerse themselves with our players and, yeah. and hang out with them and, and know them and, um, like it's a really cool thing and what a great thing from, uh, from our, from my kid's standpoint of getting an opportunity to meet this diverse group of people each and every year. But it's also for them, it's important for your players to see the human side of you mm-hmm. and know that there's, you know, there's a father there, there's a husband there, there's mm-hmm. a, you know, like he's not just, you know, like when he's pouring in, he's at the weight room freaking for 16 hours, you know, that, that day, like he's, that's, it, it, those are the people that are, you know, that are not, you know, that are, that they've taken time away from, yeah, yeah. you know? And so I think, you know, sharing that and not being so guarded and, and, um, uh, with your athletes, I think is, is such an important thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, Ron, uh, thanks so much for doing this. I am going to have you back on real soon and we're going to talk, um, maybe about a different topic. Great. Man. That'd be good. Anytime. But, uh, you know, where can people find you? They, th- I think the best thing for people to do is go to ronmckeefrey.com. Yeah, it's probably the best. And then, um, and then go to iTunes, type in Iron Game Chalk Talk or Ron McKeefrey. Right. You can find you there. And between those two things, um, you can find your book on ronmckeefrey.com, can't yep. you? Yeah. Um, a, a definite must read and a definite must listen to podcasts. So, uh, would, would that be the best thing to do? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's the hub is, is like what you talked about earlier, is just having that kind of place. And then I just, you know, ultimately what I do is I try to give, I, I just try to give back because I, because I, I've had so many people give to me. Um, and, um, you know, I, I feel like it, I feel obligated to kind of to, to do it tenfold because I was, I benefited from it. So. Well, and people can um, also come see you at clinics. I know, yeah, um, all over the place. Unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, you're, you're all over the place. The one that I that I uh, that I do want to mention is um, Hammer Strength is having a clinic here yep. at Adrian College on June 10th and 11th. I know you're speaking at that one, and so is Mickey Marathi and uh, right. Tommy Hope from Michigan State. A lot. That's going to be a fantastic lineup, and that's that's real close here in Michigan. Um, so people can also probably look on on your site and on your Facebook page to see where they could come see you in person. That's it, man. Appreciate awesome. you. All right, man. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, buddy. And that, my friends, wraps up the first edition of the Impact Show. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ron McKeefrey. He's a fantastic coach, great human being, and some of his tips on how he makes an impact on people, I think, can really help us um, think things through when we are out there coaching and training and working with athletes. I want to also make sure I, I thank one more time the IYCA for making this show possible and being an awesome sponsor. Please head over to my website, jimkilbasso.com, Click on their banners um, to get free speed training tips and a free mental toughness training course. Um, and you can also 
obviously get tons of other information on my website about speed training, coaching, um, and how to make an impact on the people around you. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Look forward to hearing from you. Um, Stay in touch. Find me on social media. And we will see you on the very next show. Thank you for listening to The Impact Show. We're glad you're joining us on this journey of making an impact on the people around you. Please visit us at jimkilbasso.com for more information and ideas to increase your impact. And of course, we hope you subscribe to our podcast to enjoy more tips, stories, and advice from our industry's leaders.